Hey friends, welcome to Catherine Bureau Show. Today is a special day because someone very dear to my heart is here with me. She is a friend of mine. She is a very successful and powerful woman who created her own business. She went through all ups and downs that all we entrepreneurs go through and she made it. She started her first business at the age of 21 with an idea and a blog. Later came her workshops, seminars, global masterminds and digital products. She's very proud that she has created a business that supports her and her family and helps her invest the money in further learning and growth, as well as causes near and dear to her heart. She has helped over a thousand women to step in uh, entrepreneurship and grow their own businesses. My dear friend, Jovana Miljanovic. Hi, Jovana. I'm so happy to have you here with me. How are you today? Hi, Catherine. This is such a pleasure. I'm great and I'm very excited for this conversation. It's been 10 years in the making. Yeah, guys, Yona and I are very good friends and we know each other for a decade and we were building our businesses on different ways and both are successful in, in what we do. So I would like, uh, please share your story. What is your purpose? How you actually, you know, started your business and, and, and grew so fast? Well, um, my passion was always building things out of nothing. I'm very resilient and having grown in Serbia during the NATO bombing and all the other situations, I had to be creative. I had to make a lot out of nothing because we did not have a lot monetarily and financially, but we had and we relied on the power of stories and on the power of community that helped us, everyone, grow from the pain we've been through. So when I grew up, people always used to ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And my brain never worked like that. It always worked like, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? And I want to feel excited and I want to feel passionate and I want to feel joyful and determined because I am very passionate about the cause that I've chosen for my business, especially coming from this region. And that is the position of women and empowering women to fall in love with what money as another currency can do for them. For me, money is the same as energy and time, but much less important. Priority is my energy, and then comes my time, and then comes money. And I use my money to buy more time and to free up my energy so I can be there for those I love. And every woman, especially every woman that is a mom, on my program, I have 900 women. And 80% of them have at least one kid and some of them have five. And you know, as you're a mother yourself, that nothing in this world will ever come before your child and that relationship with your child. So I want women to be in power, to make decisions that serve them, to create business and life on their own terms and not to be dependent on who is the, currently the politician that is making decisions, who is their husband. Uh, or who is he letting them be or do or pay so they can be empowered to live life as they want. And that has been my mission since, since 2011 when I started my free content. I started growing through blogging because that was big back then. And then I didn't launch anything until 2016 because it was my purpose. I never actually decided, oh, I'm going to make money out of this. It was more like this is important and someone needs to do this in this country, so why not me? And that's how it started. And then it's been a really, really hard road in front of me, just like you, but in a different way, because there was a lot of challenges to overcome, both from the external, 
as a woman doing that kind of business in this kind of country. And then my internal issues, my own struggles with money and self-worth, my own struggles with depression and anxiety and self-love, and all those issues that I've hired help for, psychotherapy, coaching, and all those beautiful things we have available right now online that have helped me become who I am so I can serve my people better. And that's I'm I am absolutely amazed, first with everything that you have created, because we met a long time ago when we were just starting. I was having a nine to five job and trying to make a difference. You on the other side, you were building everything from scratch and helping so many people, women especially. Uh, yeah, people are familiar with, with my story and we have a similar background in terms of what we have lived and survived here. And we took different paths. But soon we are going to <laughs> yeah, but soon we are going to like match these parts because you also uh, um, you are scaling your business and actually like uh, entering the English spoken market. Uh, would you yes. like to share a little bit about that? That was my dream since the beginning, and it's very funny how some dreams take so much time. So when I was a little girl in Serbia, I always asked my dad. Can you please pay for me to go and study abroad? I want to study in UK or France or US. And he said, no, because we can't afford that. And I applied for so many scholarships and didn't get any. It took me 10 years to get the Fulbright scholarship and to move to the US on my third year of university. I went to Montclair State University Business School. And it, that dream took 10 years and it was amazing so that taught me a very important lesson that you never give up on your dream no matter how long it takes because when it happens it will be worth it and that was the same with english i started learning english and french when i was five years old so i could have started with this much sooner but i didn't and why because i had so much work to do in my own language and a lot of women were resonating with what I was speaking about and they wanted help and they needed help. And my women from my country don't speak English. So whenever I was thinking, okay, guys, just listen to this podcast. Look at these amazing women like Mari Forlo, Amy Porterfield, just follow them. And they were like, yeah, but Jovana, we don't understand what they're saying and it's not applicable to our market. So I said, okay, let me take a look. So I bought the, all of those programs. And yeah, there were a lot of things that completely could not work in this country, in this area. So I basically made my own blueprint from scratch because everything that I was consuming in the US still hasn't come here. So I couldn't say it was wasted money. I learned a lot, but I also learned what doesn't work, which was more valuable because that's what I could offer in my language. And now, 10 years into this business, I've grown as a person tremendously. And I also am graduating from Brooke Castillo, the life coach school, and Stacey Beeman, 200K masterclass. And I'm surrounded by a lot of life coaches. And also for the past 10 years, I've been paying a lot of life coaches, just like yourself. I have a physiotherapy coach. I have a gym coach. I have a mindset coach, transformational coach. And a lot of people that helped me on my path. I don't believe that I'm the smartest one. And we as a team, we can do much more. Like in relationship with my husband, the same 
with relationship with my coaches. And that's why I've decided to serve only coaches because I love them and you have to love who you are serving. I understand them and I know how they feel when people like marketers try to put them in a box. At least they feel like people from marketing and sales are trying to put them in a box when they tell them they need niche clarity, they need to have one offer, not to confuse and lose clients. And people want to scream when that, when they hear that. And why? Because we want to be able to express ourselves. And we want to have a business that is in service of our life. And then when someone tries to put us in a box, and we've been boxed, everyone has been boxed their whole lives, they're like, no, not again. I don't want to have an age. So I decide to make it my mission to explain and to actually make it fun for people who are life coaches and consultants to find their ideal person. Because I believe that only when we know why somebody should pick us among 10 other or hundreds of other coaches who are doing the same thing, that's where we will give the most value to that one ideal client. And that will be our unique selling point. Our life story will be actually what sets us apart and why someone chooses me, someone chooses you, someone chooses him or her. Why? Because they can relate to our story. And that's why I think that's why you can never be put in a box because your life experience, your struggle, your victories, your education, and also your practical skills and knowledge are something that makes you a unique package in the market globally. And that's why you can never have comp competitor because that other person, no matter how bigger they are and more successful and more rich, but still, you know how it works. We've all been dieting in some place in our life. And you know, somebody tells you, you should do this. Somebody tells you, you should do this. And then comes your friend who actually lost weight. And she says, yeah, I did this. And you trust her and you do what she says. Why? Because she's the biggest expert. No. Because you trust her. She is relatable. That's what I see as business. That's why I love business and making money because it's fun. And it gives me opportunity to be myself and to not be afraid of making a mistake. Let's dive, a bit, what... let's dive a, a little bit deeper into this. There is no competition because we mm -hmm. do similar things on a different way. We focus mm -hmm. on different things. We have similar target groups and all of that. Here comes a, a little like, uh, you know, I love this because it's going to be a little discussion about this. Um, what I'm actually proposing is customer segmentation rather than idealizing our client. Mm -hmm. But let's clear this. Um, I think that people don't understand what the ideal client actually means and that actually, you know, that's like falling in love and then you realize it's it's not what you expected. What is behind is the deep marketing research, right? Yes. And yes. basically yes. it is not just what I think that that person should look like and feel like and be like and have these struggles and these struggles and these struggles. So when I say I don't support the ideal client model, I say that. So customer segmentation is more like a serious business approach and it's just a different name for the same thing because marketing research is behind. And you touched yeah. that perfectly because you said someone will choose you, someone will choose me based on our values, our uniqueness and all of that. But there has to be a confirmation from the market yeah. that that segment or ideal client, because we can, we can have five, 
10 customer segments and one will pop out. We need to choose that one, which is actually confirmed from the market, right? Yes. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit about this? Yeah. Because I think there is a huge confusion when, when people talk about, and, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. First, there are two ways of looking at this. One is from the masculine energy, which you explained, it's more data-driven. And another is the feminine energy from which I am making decisions in my business, which is also why I'm serving women and they relate more with me, a feminine energy women. Although I'm personally masculine energy female, still I attract feminine energy females. So why is this important? Because there is no one right solution. First of all, whatever decision you land on, you will need to test it. And the market does not lie. People pay and they that, that's how they prove that they are interested. Not by saying, yes, that is cool. No, but giving you money and being committed. So it's very important to make a differentiation between who you would like to be serving and like, oh, I just come come up with a niche. No. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I can say that because I love basketball, oh, I would like to be a coach for Michael Jordan. Yes, but why would I be a good asset to his team? Mm-hmm. And why would he choose me? Because there are three things which are important there, like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. So you have bread on top and bread on the bottom and you have jelly and peanut butter. And the jelly is like your ideal customer. And then you have your irresistible offer. Why irresistible? To whom? To that ideal customer. Those two need to fit. And that's when you have like peanut butter and jelly is your personal brand, the glue that connects the two. Because yes, you can decide mathematically that this could be your ideal person, but then when you test that on the market, they don't click with you. Why? For example, if you want to serve mothers who have five children and you are not a mom, that does not mean you cannot serve them. But if you go ahead and you make an irresistible offer and you are not getting sales, well, there is something off probably in the messaging and they're not relating to you. And then maybe there is another woman who does not know anything about market research, but she is a mom of five children. And she's talking about topics that give those mom relief when they read because they know they are not alone. And that kind of feminine energy in business will actually get her the results faster with more ease and grace Mm -hmm. instead of just relying on data instead of on your heart as well. Because I think as a woman, you have this, a very good advantage in business where you can make decisions based on your intuition. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes is very useful as me and you, I was broke when I started my business. I could not pay a team member by a few years ago. Like I was doing everything by myself. And that's because I had my feminine energy as my assistant, Mm -hmm. as my gut feeling says yes, or it says no. And always people ask me, how, what is the difference between fear and intuition? Well, it's a huge difference because intuition opens you up. You might feel like uneasy, but you're feeling expanded, like sun shining. And then fear is con- constriction. Like if you feel like, oh, you're closing down. Mm-hmm. And intuition is like pushing you, like somebody like pushing you, like when you were a child, your grandma or your dad or mom. Like when you were on a bike and they were like, come on, you can do it. That's how I feel intuition is. So when you're deciding on your ideal customer, I think it's very important to keep in mind that your personal brand will be the glue between the customer 
and your ideal offer. Why? Because we want to work with people we like. And we want to be able to choose them based on our values. If I'm religious, and I am, it's uh, much easier for me to work with a coach who is also religious. It doesn't have to be from the same religion. But if being spiritual or religious is your value, you will have better understanding with them. And then why also? Because as humans, we agree on what words mean. And then if you are talking to someone who has the same meaning when they say love, fear, intuition, it will be much easier to get you to your place A to place B because, you know, when someone we are saying just these words and words don't mean anything, if you're from a different culture, you might have a completely different understanding and same word that is funny in one place will be considered rude in another. (laughs) That happens a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I love what you just said here. And um, the fact is definitely that every coach is suggesting ideal client avatar, but the approach of people who want to use the model is not right because they actually just imagine and they, okay, fine. I am uh, uh, like, that's why my book is called Live From Your Heart and Mind. We, we use both. We use decision yes. and we use intuition. We use both energies, masculine and feminine. But it's very simple to, you know, see when you see two people doing the same thing and you see clients from one person and clients from another person. That can be completely different. That's why the, like, uh, competition doesn't exist. And people who just like and want to work with me will do that if, the, the, the reciprocity uh, is uh, like existing between us. But you, you, you said something which is, which is very powerful when we were talking like prior to this interview uh, and that's mindset. Uh, how um, we actually, I, I worked a lot, like several years, every single day on my own personal growth. Uh, and in the area where we live, uh, mindset is a very, very important, um, if I may say, um, a struggle because people don't even realize it is them who need to change. Would you like to share a little bit something about that? Uh, like, yeah. you know, what they yeah, can well, do to, to shift from a scarcity and from dependency to actually freedom and abundance like we did? I guess we were just uh, trained that way as children. We grow up and my grandma was always fearful around food because she also been through several wars here. So she was always stuffing us with food because she always thought you never know when the next meal is coming from and where. And then you had also my father who was working 20 hours every day to provide us with food and education and pay for my English classes, which was my dream. It was not my family, like, you should learn English. It was my dream because I heard the song by Celine Dion on TV and I did not understand the words and I loved the tune. And I asked my mom, can you please pay for me to learn this language? And they put the money aside from other things to pay for that. So when you grow up like that, you have this feeling that there is limited everything. Everything is limited and you need to be fast and grab your own thing because if you don't grab it, someone else will take it from you. And then there was a lot of other narratives, like as a woman, just be silent and be pretty and don't, you know, don't brag that you're smart or anything. Don't show up in school, like to be the best, because when you, when people pay attention to you, you will be in danger. Don't Mm -hmm. ever wear nice clothes Mm -hmm. because someone will rob you. Mm -hmm. 
So all of these messages were something that was making me upset. And I was, and I've been journaling since age five and I have a lot of those journals with me. I did not throw them away. And they're a treasure because they, sh they are basically the proof of a narrative which we grow up here in this country and how I had a choice to let that narrative play my life out or to decide something different is possible. And I remember I saw this magazine article, Cooper, you remember magazine? Yeah, yeah. And I cut it. It was about uh, universities in the United States. And I was third or fourth year of elementary school, like a long way to go until uni. But I cut this and I, I just thought, wow, imagine the opportunities. Because I never thought that that would be like something I can afford. But I was like, but it's somewhere out there. Someone has this. So I'm going to keep this paper from this magazine and we'll see where that works. And I still have that paper. And you know that I did go to the school, to the U.S. for free. So that works. So I always looked for like little proofs that it's possible, that I'm not crazy because I believe in something more. But what was sad is that I could not share that passion with others. So I just shared it with my journals and I did not have friends that had the same desires. So it was harder and it was more lonely. But that's also a good thing because it pushed me to work on my mindset. When everyone else was telling me that I'm crazy, I will never go study abroad. Who can afford it? You are not a Rockefeller. That's the Serbian quote. When you ask anything, it's like, no, we are not Rockefellers. Forget <laughs> it. So I was like, okay. Like, I just had to do so much work on my mental game. Because if I didn't, all my dreams would go and die. And then when I was third year of elementary school, my mom got uh, stage three cancer and she, we did not know if she was going to live. She did, thanks God. And three months she was in the hospital without a mobile phone or anything. So then I had to take care of my brother and school and everything. And I was like, all these situations that are happening are now preparing me for something bigger. And I don't know where I got that from because there were no podcasts back then. And I did not certainly have a laptop or anything like that, but it was because of faith, because I believe in God. And it was, I was reading, like, I remember like third year of elementary school, I was reading the Bible. I did not understand anything, but I read it because it kept me calm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there is something bigger out there. So just like do the work, do what you can today and something will roll out. But and something was people, pushing you, right? You had a feeling. Yes, I did not like, feel I, that I, I had a plan. I did not have a plan, but I was like, too. yeah, it's it's like you don't have a plan, but there is something bigger than you, which is actually showing you the way where you like, okay, I don't know the next step, but the next step will show Door up. Open. That's weird because you cannot plan it. And that's why I love business. And I was made for this because I don't think that I need to know the how. I just need to know why I want it. And it yeah. will work out like everything. Did. Okay, sometimes it takes 10 years, but I would not change it for anything. Me. Like it usually, you know, like it takes time, but who cares? Time will pass anyway. Like people laughed at me when I was 27 and put braces on. And they said, oh my God, you're going to wear braces for a year. And I was like, yes, the year will pass anyway. And I will wake up after one year with a beautiful smile. So what's the difference? You know, time will go. Like, why not try to do what you actually believe? Even if you don't know the how, 
Like you will never know the how. Come on, if you knew the how, you would do it now. Like, well, I I know it now. Like if if I if I start now with the knowledge I have, like from these ten yeah. years, then I know. And that's why people pay me <laughs> to, yeah. to help them. In, it's in exactly. the it was just like ideas and dreams, vague ideas, like vague ideas and dreams. And then like years passed. So I I have that article from a magazine that I cut that cut out and that was like I was I don't know like however 10 12 years old and I was 21 when I got a scholarship mm. so like, look how long sometimes in life the time has to pass you need to grow and how I found that scholarship it popped up on my Facebook so someone sent me that like it downloaded to me because you remember, we have we have very similar we have a very similar story um I, I mean i published my book in united states in 2017 but i started writing it in 2008 <laughs> right and i'm so glad that you shared this story first because i want people from ex-yugoslavia to understand because we did it, it can be done. It can be done on very different ways because we did it on completely different ways. And I want people from uh, all around the world who are listening to us now to understand through how many struggles we've been through and uh, how many, not just life struggles and everything that we have survived, I will say survived, uh, but technical issues and all the bureaucracy and all the complications that comes in our way we need to find a way. And this is why uh, we might be a little bit more like, you know, in the situation faster, like you need to think, you, you need to use your mind every single day because there was time you, you, you don't have anything on the table to eat. You, you need to, you know, you need to find a way. It's, it's just how things were. And if we grow up from that energy to this, absolutely anyone can do that. They just need to know how and to grow through the personal perspective in, in a personal growth way and to grow to a business perspective in a business way and everything can be learned and yes but desire can't be faked and that's the thing that people don't understand even if they were more privileged than us you cannot fake a desire people yes. feel when we talk and that's why they follow that we love this we live for this this is it and it's <laughs> It's like this, me and my passion, we are a team. It's yes. like me and my husband, we are a team. And that's what you can't fake. And that's why you need psychotherapy and coaching. Yes, yes. I have I have a coach for everything. Like, that's like what I like to say. Because why should I spend more years to learn something when someone can teach me? Right? It's, it's very simple as that. But people just don't realize that here much. People value money over their emotional abundance. It's like... Come on, guys, like money is a tool to be used. Our energy is the most important. Why? Because I hate when people talk about time management. That's rubbish. Why? Because let's say you and me decide we're going to go uh, do a training together Friday night at 7. Yeah, right. And your kid is playing your whole day with you and you are working and coaching and you are smashed. And yeah, your calendar says run with you on at seven, but of course you're going to cancel. Not because you're lazy, you're a bad person, because you are out of energy yeah. and people are managing time and money. Come on. Money is supposed to be used to buy more energy. And more it is time. just an energy which will flow towards us when we give away the passion. value to other people. It's a value. It's just, it's just as simple as that. But it took me several years to understand the yeah. concept and actually to, to start applying it. Still, people are like, 
mm, what are you doing la 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 but i'm doing better than ever like I, yes. i have everything in place and i'm just i'm just living the best life that i did ever did and and i don't care what other people think really so uh we we're going to have a little bit fun now uh and i will ask you a few quick questions and you have like 10 seconds to answer to me okay just a little bit <laughs> and uh you will hear the ring bell when the time is up what's your okay. favorite book my favorite book victor frankl men's search for meaning wonderful why I, this is not a quick question i'm just interested to know <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that's what i believe in life that uh, resilience is the most important thing because our life is not only ours to live it is there for a higher bigger purpose mm-hmm. and when he said in that book the best man of us did not make it that's the the, rea- the harsh reality we don't know how much time we have and some of the most amazing people left this planet too soon in my and your own opinion which is irrelevant our opinion but the The point is that we should all be using our life as a force for something bigger than ourselves because what are we leaving behind like what are we leaving to our children what is our legacy those are the things that i care about money time energy okay like we'll do that along the way that's like a guideline for this life like yesterday i was recording something and you will hear i said exactly the same thing <laughs> well, yeah. great minds think alike <laughs> But it was recorded yesterday. Okay. So, what do you like to do at your spare time? Read. I I don't like too much spare time. I mean, I don't know, like when people say like are you ever bored? Like, no, I'm not. My dream was to have enough money when I was a kid to read books every day. And I did that. I made that happen. That's what I enjoy. I want to read books until I die every day. So that's what I do in my spare time. And people say, "Yeah, that's education." I don't care how you call it. That's my joy. Like right now I'm reading like books and having fun. So why not? Do yeah. what you love. That's that's exactly like when I'm I don't even have a spare time because I I actually I'm working on my personal growth all the time. Yeah. Enjoyment. It's not like yeah. Um when are you going to New York? We are going to New York in seven days. So June, <laughs> July, June, July, August, we're going to New York. So if everyone wants to attend my meetup, shoot me a DM on Instagram or an email, and I would love to get to know you. Wonderful. I'm so happy. I'm so happy when I see you shine like that. And when I see everything that you have created, and I'm so happy that we have met and, you know, we build our things in, in a different way, but the joy is the same. And um, tell us a little bit where people can find you, where can they reach out to you, what's your favorite place like online and uh, what we can expect from your magic in this year. So right now I'm building my website in English. So I've prepared one video which will be very useful for you. I'm not selling you anything right now. I don't have a program in English. I'm preparing it. It should be ready in October 2021 so you can watch this video you can do this homework journaling prompts that i've prepared that will help you clarify your niche but have fun in it not like business masculine energy do this no it's like have fun with getting to know yourself and your ideal client so that's where you can find me on that link and also you will have my email once you sign up for that freebie and feel free to ask me anything like just normal human conversation right now there is no sales funnel there is nothing because i'm just getting ready to launch this and i'm really excited for what this year will bring 
thank you so much for being my guest. I truly enjoyed it and I hope you... Thank you. Yes, I had fun. <laughs> See you soon. See you. Bye.